Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Valuing the High Places, a special message from guest speaker, Pastor Jason Razor. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 29. Then I said unto them, What is the high place whereinto you go? This is the prophet Ezekiel speaking unto to those in exile. And he said, the name whereon is called Bama unto this day. Before you're seated, turn to your neighbor, tell them they look better than you, and then you can be seated. Ashley. Some of you will say it by face, and some of it will be. So high places throughout the Bible were designed for places of worship. How many people are thankful for the the worship that we had this morning. Amen. I believe that man of God that just led you all in worship, I believe there's such a purity, young man, when you were leading worship. I believe when he was leading worship, it wasn't him. It was the God inside of him. And we need God to send more people to this church that don't care about getting the credit, but care about giving God the glory. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get the glory for what God's going to do today. I want to give God the glory. I want to give God the honor. I want to give God the praise. I want to see somebody healed by the miraculous power of the Holy Ghost. That's when you feel the Holy Ghost. That's what happens. Man, you can feel the Holy Ghost. There's such a good spirit in this church. People would worship in high places so they would be closer to the heaven. So what and who we worship determines the altitude and ultimately the attitude of our future. It's not enough to have the right altitude, but you've got to have the right, everyone say the right attitude. When the Israelites would fall into distraction mentality, they would replace the high places from altars of sacrifice to altars of distraction. Israel would remove the altars of sacrifice of lambs and turtle doves and calves and instead offer altars of distraction, namely the god Baal. But whatever we worship here this morning in the high places in our life, it becomes the oxygen to what fuels our future. The prophet Ezekiel is educating the Israelites, and Ezekiel references a high place called Bama. Bama means the back of one's enemy. Israel's enemy, or the back of Israel's enemy, was not the Babylonians that had them in exile. No, the back of Israel's enemy was the high places that took them back to Egypt and back to the wilderness. The very places where God had delivered them from. The enemy wants you to go backwards today, but I serve a God that is a God of the future, that's a God of the present, that's a God that's your present help in trouble. If you got a need today, my God can meet your need. My God can make a way. How many people, the government can't make a way. They can't even pay their bills half the time. Can I get an amen? Amen. Before there was this money they sent to everybody to get them out of need. And I believe the brother, when he got up, he talked about giving. I found if you give to the Lord, it shall return back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, shall men heap into your bosoms. If the enemy can cause us to go backwards to Bama, We are looking at the back of the enemy, and that means our enemy is ahead of us. 
We should instead climb high places that allow no access for enemy possession. God wants us to be ahead of the enemy, not the enemy ahead of us. Israel had stopped attacking the enemy first, and instead they started allowing the enemy to attack them first. Israel had become reactive rather than proactive. Israel was now more convinced in the enemy than God's provision. There are never skeletons in your closet today. There are only high places, places that have never been destroyed in your spirit. Spiritual places that hold a higher value in the enemy rather than a higher value than your God. Because we value whatever is placed in the high places in our life. The enemy doesn't want this church, this city, and this region to get a better view of the high places that God has in store for you today. The enemy wants nothing better to distort your view, distort your time, distort your resources so that you focus on the enemy's view instead of the view God has already paid the price for on Calvary. There was a blood covenant over 2,000 years ago and Jesus died so you could live. Jesus died so what you're going going through. God can pull you out of it. Numbers 22-41 And it came to pass on the morrow that Balak took Balaam and brought him into the high places of Baal. That hence he came to the upmarch parts of the people. Balak was king of Moab. Balak's story is one of the time of the Israelites' journey to the promised land. The enemy always takes you to high places that lead to dead-end roads because he knows that your promises is just a few steps away because the tougher the fight becomes, the closer you are to the victory. Well, I'm fighting hell like never before. That means victory's right around the corner. Did you hear me? I said you're fighting that sickness, that disease, that infirmity, that affliction. God is just getting closer to giving you your healing, giving you deliverance, giving you restoration. He's a God of the future. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. You can't overcome the world. Your pastor can't overcome the world. Me as a preacher of the gospel can't overcome the world. And God knows the government can't overcome the world. But Jesus Christ today, He can overcome anything you're facing today. My God can make a way. As the Israelites traveled to Canaan, their reputation preceded them. And the Moabites were well aware of the miracles that accompanied Israel's exodus from Egypt. The inhabitants of the city and Israel's path knew God was on the Israelites' side. Because God is going to strengthen the exposure of this church. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. And repair any past negative effects of prior misguided efforts. <laughs> and from those that have tried to wound what God had originally designed to have dominion in this region. 
Don't you worry who did it wrong in the past. God sent you a man of God and a woman of God and a family of God that are connected to people in the five-fold ministry that will restore everything the enemy tried to steal. God's going to turn it for your good. Did you hear me, greater faith apostolic? You're not going to get the bad report of your past. you got a future that is bright. you got a future that's God-filled. you got a future that says, God, I marked this place for such a time. King Balak had witnessed the Israelites' destruction of the Amorites, and the entire region of Moab grew afraid as Israelites approached. There are many witnesses coming forward, even now as I speak in the spirit world, <laughs> that are witnessing and that will witness the coming of God's chosen path for this church in this region. It's being arranged for God's glory like never before. The enemy hears the apostolics of greater faith approaching and the enemy would do anything to, to stop your footsteps because you're not just taking steps forward, you're making footprints. And you're not just taking footprints, but you're making spiritual authority this region has never seen before. Just as the rivers is flowing just a few steps away from us, God said there's a river. There's a river of apostolic power and apostolic ministry that's going to be flowing through this church like never before. When you step out on the aisle, man, when you walked out in the aisle, I felt the river just start flowing in this church. And whoever was leading worship, when you were jumping, I felt the river flowing in this church when you raise your hand I feel the river flowing in this church when you jump and when you jump before the Lord I feel the river running through this church the enemy knows whoever controls the high places will be in control of what happens in the spirit world make sure your home your family your ministry is free of idols that will hold you back from taking the territory that God has designed for you to take. Clean out the high places that would hinder you from seeing the promised land. A revival that flows with milk and honey, that flows with favor and faith, <laughs> that flows with redemption and restoration, that flows with healing and hope, that flows with prophecy and provision. Does anybody want those today? I don't want to go to a dead church. There's too many dead things going on in the world. I serve a God that's alive and well. I serve a God that can do anything. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think, according to the power that worked within us. I'm not discouraged. I'm not downtrodden. I don't lack faith. I believe God has all power in heaven and earth. And whatever you need here this morning, God has the power and the authority to pull you out of the darkest cave, Joseph. You don't have to be in that pit, Joseph. You just got to have a little bit of water. And the Spirit is here today. Anybody else feel the Holy Ghost? Wear me out already. There's nothing like a spirit-filled church. Not even close. I drove by so many churches around here. I don't know any of them. But if they ain't spirit-filled, you come here. How are you going to be led by the spirit if you don't have the spirit? 
How are you going to have the fruits of the Spirit if you don't first have the Spirit? How are you going to have love? Well, I know people that love people. That's good. But there's a difference between a love that you can produce and a love that God can produce in you. There's something about joy that I get that this world can't give me and this world can't take away. I don't care who's in charge in Washington because my God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's the high places I look to. That's my help. Matthew 4, 8. Again, the devil taketh him up to exceeding high mountain. The devil only likes to get involved when he sees something there worth something getting involved in. Well, they don't bother my buddies. They go to not a spirit-filled church. You know why? The enemy don't have to bother something that's not alive. But they don't know how shall they hear without a preacher. They don't have the spirit. Why don't you lay hands on them when you're at their house, when the Holy Ghost speaks to you? I was at a Waffle House. Anybody ever go to Waffle House before? Raise your hand. Can I get a Waffle House people? I don't even think they bathe in a Waffle House half the time. I just want to walk in there with a pressure washer. It's all right to laugh in church. There was a lady, our waitress, and I had another minister friend of mine, and the Lord's like, just start witnessing to her. So I started witnessing her right there at Waffle House. I'm eating a waffle, scrambled eggs, bacon, well done. Can I get a well done bacon people here? I was a big boy last night, and well done. It was good. I had so much pork, I could barely walk today. And I laid my hands, I, I felt to pray for her. I said, man, I, I just feel like God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost right here at Waffle House. She goes, I don't really even know what the Holy Ghost is. I said, when you receive the Holy Ghost, the Bible says you'll speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the other. I said, you won't do it, and I won't do it, but as the Spirit will do it, because it'll give you the evidence that you've got it, because it'll be the outpouring of the Spirit. Now, when you cleaned out the idols of your past and you don't care about you and you want to see the glory of the Lord, you start seeing people in the Waffle House that need the Holy Ghost. So I put my hand on her head right there at the table, man. And I put my hand on her head and I prayed with her and that young lady received the baptism of the Holy Ghost right there in the Waffle House. Matthew 4, 8. And showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. The enemy was showing Jesus Christ the kingdoms he already possessed. Stop talking yourself into how powerful God he already knows how powerful he is. Why don't you convince yourself when the preacher says it or the man or woman of God gets behind here and it's from out of the Bible, it's what thus saith the Lord. Why don't you receive it in your spirit and why don't you allow that faith to get a hold of you? Instead of that negativity you better listen to. How many people, people are so negative, aren't they? You know it's negative when you walk into Walmart and you can't get a smile. From the greeter. I walked by a greeter the other day, I was left depressed. And the other side, this guy, I knew he wasn't from Ohio, man. He's from Texas, had a big old cowboy hat on. Man, he was smiling ear to ear. I said, you can't be from around here. But when I got the Holy Ghost, 
It didn't make me sad, didn't make me depressed, didn't give me anxiety, didn't wear me out. The power of the Holy Ghost is joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance. What this world don't have, the Holy Ghost gave it to me. But i got to activate it inside of me. The enemy knows if he can change your viewpoint, he can change your view. People pay millions of dollars for a view of the sand or of the water. The view determines the value of the property. You can buy a house a few blocks from the beach in Florida for $350,000. But if you want waterfront views, it's going to cost you triple that. Well, I want that joy you're talking about. Why don't you change your viewpoint? I need peace in my life. I need peace in my life. I've been dealing with anxiety. I'm on medication. God heals that as well. You don't think a God that made you is a God that can't fix you? You're not going to a mechanic with no years of experience. You're dealing with a God that's never dealt with a situation where he's never had an answer. Can you believe that you serve deity and sovereignty that can fix anything because he made you out of the palm of his hand? Our value comes from our view. Anybody ever go to a restaurant and had a waterfront view? My wife likes to go to those. They're more expensive. Can I get an amen? My wife's not here till tonight. Please don't tell her I said this. She goes, do you want the second level or the first? I said, which one's cheaper? Second, second story, yes. And the second story had the longer line. I don't like lines. I like 10 items or less, and I want you to have 10 items or less too. Anybody else lose the Holy Ghost when there's like 11 or 12? And you're counting them. They're pulling that ice cream out. It's not one ice cream. It's three ice creams. It ain't the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit either. It's Jesus Christ where it's one ice cream. And I'm sitting there counting and I'm losing every bit of Holy Ghost I have. And I'm pastor in Marysville, so you got to be very careful. Would you want to go to a church where the pastor loses his marbles over ten items or less? We never stop having to remove the junk out of the high places in our life. Never. So Satan is coming after Jesus. Can you imagine? If Satan's going after Jesus, he's coming after you. If you think about it that way, well, the devil don't make, he's going to mess with you because he messes with things that get things done. Luke 19.4. This is talking about Zacchaeus. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree, for he was to pass that way. So Zacchaeus didn't have the best view when he was in town that day in Jericho. Zacchaeus was a wealthy man. Zacchaeus had influence and anything and everything he wanted. But Zacchaeus was still empty. He still needed to change his high places. So something inside of Zacchaeus was not satisfied. Something inside of Zacchaeus wanted more. Zacchaeus climbed to a higher place, a sycamore tree, a new viewpoint. Zacchaeus refused to just talk about it. Zacchaeus also did something about it. 
Aren't you tired of people that are just talking about, I want revival, I want peace, I want joy, I want this, I want that. This is a church that's fasting. This is a church that's praying. This is a church that's interceding. Watch what happens when you buy into the message today. When you change your viewpoint. When you make the high places about Jesus and about seeing Jesus. Watch this. You look through spiritual lenses rather than carnal lenses. You ever talk to someone and they're like, why do you go to church on Sunday? This is what I like to say. Why don't you go to church on Sunday? (laughs) Well, it doesn't say it in the Bible. Yes, it does. It says, forsake not the assemblings of ourselves together. It means if you forsake something, eventually it'll turn into a mistake for you. I got that one yesterday. Forsake, forsake. If you don't go to work, you will not continue to be employed and you will not be able to pay your bill. Make sure that you're in the house of God when the doors open so God can pay you the spiritual wages that he wants to give you. And say he's in the book. We're not going to forsake it. We're going to do it. My brother leading worship. He's not leading worship by himself. He's got an army of believers that's behind him. I need some Zacchaeus to stand right now and say, you know what? I'm going to worship him even in the middle of a preaching. Zacchaeus is up in this tree. Do I have any deer hunters? Raise your hand. Anybody ever get in a deer stand? How about a blind? Anybody ever been in a blind? When you change your viewpoint, you see the deer is different, don't you? You can see a deer farther away when you're in a tree. When you climb to the places where God's getting ready to take this church, you're going to start seeing things you've never seen before. And you're going to start killing things that you've never killed before in your life. And God's going to give you the venison of his glory and his blood through his power and through his word. Do I have any deer hunters here today that understand what this preacher's talking about? When you shoot that 12-point buck and it's got this huge heavy rack on top of it, you can't stop telling everybody about that deer that you shot. You need to tell everybody about greater faith, apostolic church, that this is a place where there's victory. This is a place where there's power. Just a different viewpoint. And you put it on your wall, don't you? And your wife's like, not in the living room. Can I get an amen? I like sports memorabilia. My wife does too. Not in the living room. That's some high places she wants to rip out of our home. Your pastor's going to have people that get up behind his pulpit. And I'll do it tonight for sure. But I'm just going to walk in the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to go off my notes, okay? 
Don't be afraid. Don't do none of that. God's going to speak to some men and women of God to get up here and give you direction in your life. Sir, there's something getting ready to happen in your life that's never happened before. And it's going to be the most productive thing you've ever had in your life. If you'll raise your hands right now as I pray for you, there's going to be an impartation of apostolic authority and apostolic ministry right now. I need everyone to stretch their hands toward the man of God right now. By the authority of the word of God. And by the power of the name of Jesus, God says the barren places, the broken places inside of you, God said, I'm going to fill in the gap. He said, where it's been barren and where it's been broken, there's going to be a new level of joy, a new level of peace, a new level of restoration. And when your hands touch that keyboard, thus saith the Lord, there shall be healing virtue go through your body in the name of Jesus. Why don't we clap our hands and receive that as a word from the Lord. He's receiving it. You know, I know how he's receiving it. He's still praying. I'm not going to hurt you. Your pastor's not going to bring people. Your pastor's going to bring people that have a proven track record before they get here. I walked by a lady on the front row. So, excuse me, she's on the second row. And I said, you're going to get married in a couple years. She wasn't even dating anybody. I don't work for Match.com. I don't work for any of those agencies. My God, my wife must have cataracts to marry me. But brother, I said it. It just came out of my mouth. I was like, oh, Lord, that's going to either be a word from the Lord or a word from man. Guess who I married last Saturday? That same lady that I put my finger on. God revealed it. God did it because God's promises are yea and amen. If God said it, God's going to do it. It's all stand. This church is going to eliminate the debt. Does there debt on this building? Does anyone know? Is any do I have any trustees or anybody? Is there debt on this building? Is there? I feel this in the Holy Ghost. This is what I said. I said, let's do a capital campaign for a building. And someone's like, Pastor, you did one of those a couple years ago. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But that's not what the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost says do another one. So we raised a capital campaign to pay off our building. We owed 90000 or something. And then I had this minister at our church had the audacity. He said, Pastor, we're going to pay off that $90,000 in less than one year. And I said, well, we've only paid it down 10000 in two years. I'm doing the math, right? So I went to my bishop, my pastor. Every pastor needs a pastor. Me and your pastor and my pastor, we have the same pastor. And you wait till he comes here. You'll understand why your pastor walks in the Holy why your pastor brings in who he brings in. Brother Raymond came up to me and ministered at our church. 
I said, Pastor, I feel like I have a word from the Lord. I said, go ahead. He said, I think we're going to pay this. I feel in the Holy Ghost. Watch this. I feel in the Holy Ghost we're going to pay this off in less than a year. Now, Carnal Jason's like, that's not going to work. Anybody else been that way? That's not going to work. I've been to the hospital, and I got a bad report. That's not going to work. My family keeps being stubborn. That's not going to work. That job situation that I've been praying about, it's being so stubborn, Brother Razor. That's not going to work. If you come to this altar in a minute with a that's not going to work mentality, it's not going to work. But if you come to this altar believing that thus saith the Lord, God will do what God promised He said He would. So I put all the pressure on the minister. I was like, I'm just going to read an email he said. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Because the Lord didn't tell me to say it. So I read it to the church. And they probably looked at me like you're probably looking at me right now. Yeah, right. Because here's what's going to happen. This building is not going to be able to accommodate what God is getting ready to do. Do you receive that? Do you receive that? I, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Will it be an expansion? I don't know. Will it be a new location? I don't know. Well, he just got here. Well, don't worry about it. God knew he was coming a long time anyway. And God knew what was going to happen before he came. And God knows what's going to happen after he comes. God knows right where this church is going. You trust the man of God that he sent this. Your pastor is submitted to his pastor. A pastor that is submitted to God and submitted to his pastor is a pastor you can trust. You know what happens to people that make mistakes? They're not submitted to a man of God and they're not submitted to God. You'll watch everyone he puts behind this pulpit will be submitted men of God and you will feel a witness in the Holy Ghost every time someone steps behind you. So 10 months later, I told my wife to check the, or excuse me, six months in, we paid it down. 10 months into it, I told my wife, I called my wife, babe. I said, babe, can you check how much we owe in the church? She said, I just checked a couple months ago. Can you check? She said, Jason, we don't. There's, we don't know anything in the church. We paid off the church in 10 months. When you get a word from the Lord, you better mark it down. It's already done. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.